0: It just seemed like even when we were cutting into the lead, we would just, uh, the Kings would just turn over the ball at any given moment. That was a huge problem. I think they scored like 27 points just from turnovers and everything.
1: Since when do teams reach the finals of the Western Conference Finals in only a season and a half or two seasons? It takes time. Uh, We keep preaching that on this show, uh, that it takes time to build a championship contender.
2: These championship teams don't, you know, make themselves overnight. Uh, It takes a while to kind of figure out the right pieces, um, figure out this, you know, the recipe and things like that. uh, Or else, you know, a lot more teams would be winning championships.
1: That's what we've been waiting to see. And there is pandemonium
3: at Arco. For the tie! Got
4: it! Splash down! It looks like that motherfucking beam.
2: Alright, welcome to the beam
1: unit. It's daily, joined by my co-pilots, Liz and Naima. What's going on? What's up, y'all? Hey. First quarter, Keegan Murray hits a three to start the Kings scoring. Kings start off strong on D. A few nice deflections and doubling Maxi. Unfortunately, Tobias Harris got going and never lost momentum. Monk and Len pick and roll ends up with a Len dunk like clockwork. Monk hits a pull-up midi. Sixers up six to end the quarter. Second quarter, things get worse. Kings down by 20 at one point. Keegan and Keon Ellis both hit threes. Fox at the three to end the half. Sixers up 19 points. Something to note. uh, Kings took 27 threes, which is totally different than what they did against the Hornets. Uh, They didn't seem to go inside.
2: I mean, we live and die by the three. I think that's kind of, you know, the the story of this, you know, season so far. Um, when we're losing, we're losing bad. And unfortunately, um, you know, shooting 27 threes and a half, I think, is a little ridiculous. But shout out to the Sixers. They play great defense against us. Um, they were swarming us. I mean, pretty much no one um, on this team showed up tonight.
0: Yeah, it was a bit hard to watch because every shot it seemed like the Kings were bricking and any layup just missing easy layups as well. I mean, not to harp on Domas because, like, you know, he's our rock and everything and he plays well, but it it was just a really rough start in that first quarter, and it seemed like we just could not recover from that at all.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Third quarter, Domas finds Keegan for an end one, Fox hits a three, Keegan steals and throws it down to Monk for a layup. Monk finds Domas for a backdoor dunk and one. Monk scores 10 straight points. Sixers up 14 points. And I will say this, Kings won that quarter. Won that quarter, 27 to 22. Fourth quarter, Sixers slowly build their lead again to 21 points. The Kings Twitter doom meter is in the red. Kings won a challenge. Hey, Mo Bamba hit the second three. I'll say that again. Mo Bamba hits his second three. He's actually shooting 50% from three this season. But on point seven attempts, Coach Mike Brown throws in the towel. Sasha, and Colby, Kessler, Javale, and Davion come in. Sixers win.
0: It just seemed like even when we were cutting into the lead, we would just uh, the Kings would just turn over the ball at any given moment. That was a huge problem. I think they scored like twenty five. What is it like twenty seven? Something like that points just from turnovers and everything. And like you're just not going to win games when you give up that many points off of turnovers. Um, But uh, there was this one play for the Sixers where someone shot a three for the Sixers. I don't don't remember which player it was. And it, like, hit the inside of the rim, went all the way up, and then just went back in the bucket. And it, like, like they scored a three. And I'm like, that was just basically the game. Everything was just going right for the Sixers and nothing was going right for the Kings. And it kind of sucks to see, like, you know like, us kind of fold against, like, the best teams, the top teams on each, like, conference and everything, like, you, as a Kings fan, you want to see that improvement to, you know, be one of those top teams, but then every time we play them, even, like, you know, without um, their best player, Joel Embiid, like, we kind of just don't play well, and Tobias Harris kind of just went off on us, but I'd like to see um, something different in that aspect. I don't know if Monty has to make a big move, and that that's what's going to, like, spark the Kings and everything. I know people are waiting to see what he's going to do before the trade deadline ends and everything like that. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, overall, just, you know, obviously an ugly game. Um, turnovers killed us. We couldn't secure an offensive rebound. rebound. Um, I think on the first half they had, like, 17 points off of 10 turnovers. Uh, you know, that's just not going to get it done. Um, I mean, De'Aaron, like, his shots just look really short right now. Um, I just think he's, you know, honestly exhausted. Um, Domas, I thought they did a really good job defending him, kind of, um, you know, packing him in the paint. And they were, you know, getting the ball out of his hands. Uh, So that kind of, you know, obviously he had an off night. Um, And when other guys don't really show up, you know, uh, that's what you're going to get. I mean, honestly, we were lucky we didn't get blown out by more. But, um, you know, these are the types of games where, you know, it kind of puts us where we need to improve and what areas we need to improve in regarding the roster. Um, But yeah, I mean, just on to the next one and, you know, move on and that's the end of it. And before
1: we start blaming players, any single player, or one or two players, the Sixers run a string. So let's shout out the Sixers for playing a damn good game defensively. Um, I thought it was a brilliant strategy. They had the scouting report on Domas. When Domas starts working in the post, yeah, they dug in and they got a few turnovers off that way uh, early. And then Domas adjusted in the second half. And he would take one or two dribbles only and then kick out. But then they would close out on a three-point shooter or our three-point shooters would just brick. Uh, Mind you, we hit 20% from three. Okay? 20% from three. So I'm just going to say that. Uh, Hats off to the Sixers. They whooped their ass, period. Uh, Feel free to blame one or two players, but trust me. Uh they did a good job on this defensively. We yeah, are gonna hope- six- go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say you're so right about it. Like the Sixers were just they were just all connected on defense. Like it didn't matter. Like if someone got out of position, someone was got their uh back, and like anyone doubling, they would quickly, you know, uh do the one on one. So it was just like the Sixers were just playing as a team and they played their um played to the game plan like, perfectly, and it just, it's it just seemed like the Kings were not expecting that, and it was just weird seeing, like, it, it's just been weird the past, like, five to seven games, like, de- I don't know if there's something wrong with De'Aaron, you might, you might just be right daily, He's might just be tired, but I'm just, like, it's just so strange seeing Fox, like, come up short with all these mid-range shots that, like, he makes in his sleep, so I hope nothing's there, um, maybe give him some rest and not play him, the into the ground but yeah it's just it's just strange to see with that
2: I do want to say too real quick um I'm so kind of frustrated when I see people tagging Monty McNair in tweets asking him to do something guys it's sports it's not that serious um Monty McNair is doing his job um you know, we still have a little over three weeks before the trade deadline. So we don't know what's gonna happen. Be patient, but to tag him in tweets, I think that's just really fucking weird. Tag players in tweets. I think that's fucking weird. Um, just don't do that shit. Like let's be better humans.
1: Well, it's interesting. I, I'm I'm often on King's Reddit, unfortunately. Uh I don't know why. Sometimes people like torturing themselves. Maybe that's what I like to do. Maybe I like having my eyes burn out after seeing a million bad takes. But yeah, I saw he saw a comment where it's like, "Yeah, we just need one guy, or you know, we just needed Western. We need to make the Western Conference Finals if we just did this and this." And it's like, since when do teams reach the finals of the Western Conference Finals in only a season and a half or two seasons? It takes time. We keep preaching that on this show uh, that it takes time to build a championship contender. Um, I don't mind being pretenders where, where, you know, a good team will probably make the playoffs. I could say that confidently as far as getting past the first round, you know, I don't know. It's a toss. up. I'm not going to say no, and I'm not going to say yes. It's, it just depends on matchups. And yeah, you know, like we said, this team needs to play almost perfect ball. They have to shoot at least 37% to give ourselves a chance from three. Uh, and, and it's rough. So, and again, you saw tonight, uh, without anybody to stop, you know, an elite or a high upper echelon power forward like Tobias Harris, that was rough on us. And it's like, we don't have anybody. Uh, They put Keegan on him. I thought he did okay. Uh, We know HB wasn't doing it. Uh, Lyles didn't have that much success either. So, you know, we have some holes for sure. Element, thanks for coming through. It's been a minute. What's going on?
5: I'm going to say this and get out. Like, like, I keep saying, like, losing isn't the issue. But it's just how we lose these games. And it's just evident we're missing a lot of things. But most importantly, we're just missing someone, like, to get them to just lock in. It seems – teams get physical with us. Like, we just seem we just don't respond well, like, the, like, physically, defensively. Like, you see the Sixers, you know, they're attacking Sabonis. They're digging in on them it like point of attack, like they're stopping the first move. It just seems like it just seems like whenever teams physically, you know, get at us, we don't always respond the best way and that's really an issue. And just another thing, just the rotation is all over the place. I understand Mike Brown's trying to find something that works, but it's just like I'm constantly going through the rotation, Just like it's I don't think it's really that that healthy for the team. Gotta he has to just eventually come down and just like Make a decision about just a set rotation so guys can get acclimated and, you know, don't have to think just, oh, am I playing tonight or not? So it could be mentally prepared for, like, you know, what to do because I feel like, you know, the players, you know, that know have a set role. So it's all right, I'm going in, I'm playing this from this time to this time, maybe more or less, so I can walk in so I can be ready. And also, just I wish we can incorporate this, you know, like, things other than the three-point shot because when threes don't fall, like, I'm not gonna lie, it looks ugly. When the three, like tonight, when the three, we're not making threes, like, it's not looking good offensively. Like, we gotta figure out a different way to overcome that because threes aren't gonna fall every night and we gotta figure out how, you know, we're gonna score and be competitive offensively when our threes aren't hitting. As far as, like, just the trade deadline, I'm not the biggest guy on making trades, but some has to go, some has to give, like, it's just how the team looks at losses too often. It's like something has to give. some has to give. I'm not going to say who should get traded, but it's just something that, like, the team needs just, like, a shakeup. Like, players are going to, you know, improve, you know, performances defensively and just, like, and other things that, you know, probably going to be mentioned throughout, like, the chat tonight. But, it like, the team needs – the team needs like some changes, not maybe not drastic changes, but definitely just personnel like some new faces in different positions. And that's all I got to say. Uh, everyone enjoy, it. everyone uh, enjoy your weekend, and that's all I got. Element, I-
1: um, so- Element, thanks for coming through. But I want to ask you, um, give me some names. Uh, what are some realistic trade targets for you, and are there any dream trade targets for you?
5: I mean, the dream trade target is Lord Marketing, but you know how it is trading with getting- dead Gonna ask for, he's gonna ask for like your social security, your car, a million dollars in cash, like <laughs> your baby. Man, is like so realistically that's not an option. Like that's the dream option, but that that's gonna be tough. Like some like Matisse Divel, like some guys, like go to Brooklyn, see if you can maybe get Mike Probably not, but maybe Dorian Finney Smith like some like some wing defenders. That can really legit help the team. Like that can guard two, three, like the two and three, and really just you know impact the game defensively. That's what we really need. Just like defense on the wing that can help us out. Because you saw against the Pelicans, you saw you see how they're doing teams. They got Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, Brandon Ingram, like guarding the wing defensively, and they got Dyson Daniels. Those guys are like six seven, got seven foot wingspans, and they can do different things. They can handle the ball, they can score, and finding those types of players is hard to do. And usually you do them in the draft. but you see how good it looks when you have a dynamic like that and like more of them, they can pretty much go up against anybody. Same thing with Boston. They got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. They have like guys that, can defend, that are like tall and long that can defend multiple positions. That's what we need. We don't have too many guys like that. We got Keegan Murray and, you know, Kessler Edwards, who we don't play a lot, but we really don't have like guys that are wing, true wing defenders that can Duke, that are dynamic like those guys are, you know, do some of the things offensively that would help this team out a lot. And I feel if we have some of those, it will take your pressure off of Fox and Sabonis. Because like usually with winning, we have to depend on those two, Keegan Murray, because like a few, like sometimes Herder, whoever's starting at the two in Barnes, usually just fall short offensively and defensively. And especially on the bench, so because outside of Monk and maybe Lyles, like, like the bench is just, isn't like the bench is just looking brutal. So that's that's what we really need. So I'm not the biggest guy I would make like just so we need to make trades after after you know because I, I get it you know it takes time but it's been more than enough time. We, something has to give. Like we gotta make some trades or it's gonna be looking ugly come playoff time.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Uh no lies detected here, element. Um absolutely. Uh thanks for coming through, man. Hope you're doing well. I
5: appreciate it. Shout out uh Sabona, shout out Elizabeth, shout out, shout out N. Shout out those three for making the chat and uh you know, peace and love to everybody. And uh like I'll see y'all later next game, whenever I get time. So do these chats.
1: Man, we always appreciate you, element, for sure. All
3: right, peace
5: out.
1: Take care. Sean, what's going on?
3: Hey, what's going on, everyone? Um, I don't even know where to start with this team. Like, I just don't know what the identity of this team is. Like, uh, I saw some stuff on Twitter where they were talking about, like, last year we were playing to stop the 16-year playoff drought. But, like, right now, I-, I don't know if it's because of trade deadline or something, but they're just, their energy is not where it needs to be. Every game, we come out slow. And really what sums up this game for me, and probably the couple stretches, like, I understand you you're an all-star, but, like. Darren Fox gets fouled on that three-point shot. I don't know if you remember that. I think it was, like, late third quarter. And he's, like, just laughing with the people and stuff. Like, I get it. Like, laugh. It's funny you draw the foul, but you're down 19. There's no leadership on this team, man. I don't know if a trade will fix that. And it's just frustrating because, like, you know, we, we did so well last year. And, like, people said, like, the three's not falling. But it's unacceptable to just get blown out every game. Like, even – um, what was there, Morgan Rain uh, on the TV right now is just saying, like, can we just have a a loss that's close? Like, why are we just getting blown out every game? So I don't really know what the answers are. I have more questions, but um, we just got to pick up the energy because it's like we're falling short of what our potential is, regardless of herders out. And Barnes is really just kind of staying where he was. He's still, you know, he's playing decent. I just don't think this is on just one player, but, I mean, people talk about Domas having a bad game, but he still got a double-double. He still had 14 points and 12 rebounds. Hats off to Philadelphia. I think they had a really good game plan. They were, you know, really passed on the ball. But, I mean, we just I, – I I, need someone to step up. That's just what I'm trying to say. I am rambling, but, like, I just need someone to step up. When we're down 19, who's on the bench screaming at him? like, lock in, you know? Um, it's not Murray because he's, you know, he's still a second year, but, like, I don't know. I just don't understand like how you just are laughing and stuff. It reminds me of some of the old bad habits that we had. Like you shouldn't be laughing and joking with the players when you're getting your ass kicked all night. You know, that's just how I feel. And um, it's like, yeah, it's cool. We got out of this playoff drought, but like the last 10 games, I mean, let's be real. Like we've been playing like shit. Like we, yeah, we won two games. We played against awful opponents. We were down twenty on the fucking pistons and then we, we did we took care of business because they're just an inferior team. Charlotte beat us in sack and then we were able to beat them. That was a pretty good game. But like I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see how we come out against Milwaukee. Um and then Suns, we played well against them, but I don't know if it's because of the trade deadline or what's going on, but it just something's off and I'm really hoping that whatever Monty decides to do could it fixes this, but I just feel like there's a leadership problem. And I know I was on here a couple days ago, earlier last week, talking about um Brown's rotations, but like today, like he's he now it's clear as day. Like he doesn't trust, like I saw on Twitter, like it's right. He only trusts five to six people on this roster. Um, and we you know, we're trying to search and that's what you do in the season, but this energy effort is uh it's frustrating as a fan. So that's all I got. Thanks for letting me ramble, but um, it's just frustrating watching this time and time.
1: We're here for you, Sean. <laughs> if you yeah. want to ramble and get it off your chest, man, go for it. And and seriously, you're what you're saying is very tame, uh, compared to, you know, the other frustrated person. So don't worry about it, man. It's all good. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming through.
0: Um, I at this point I feel like we should just start Malik Monk. Like I understand that, like he's such a great um asset off the bench but might as well just play you know start your actually best players right today i don't know what duarte was like love him to death he's great sometimes but when he's bad he's pretty bad because it was rough to watch i don't know what he was doing out there but it was not it was not good um but yeah just like i i do think that we should try starting malik monk and see how it is i know it would be a smaller backcourt and everything. But I don't know, just start your best players and everything. Try something different if things aren't working out like they are right now. Um, And, yeah, I'd like to see that one change, to be honest.
2: I mean, I think we know, obviously, what areas this team needs to improve. Um, But, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't question the leadership. I mean, that's just, I think, taking it too far um because last year i'm pretty sure everyone was saying oh we got a real leader in fox and all this stuff and then now you know when we're playing bad all of a sudden this is a leadership problem i don't think that's at all, it at all um people lead in different ways i mean some people don't have to necessarily be a vocal leader uh to lead the team um but i mean obviously this roster has glaring issues and i think it would be silly to think that they didn't coming into the season but also as Monty has repeatedly said, um, you know, this team, they're wanting to keep the flexibility with this roster. And that's what he's continuing to do, um, you know, with the signings that he did in the off season. So I get it. uh, It is frustrating, but um, this isn't, you know, it's not going to be a forever type of thing. And, you know, we just have to wait and see, you know, what's done. And if a trade doesn't happen, you know, it is what it is. And then we have to wait until the off season, but, again these championship teams don't just happen overnight um you know these bostons these milwaukee's uh you know the warriors i mean these teams just didn't pop up out of nowhere it took them time to you know kind of establish their identities and things like that so i get it it's frustrating with these losses but it does take time
1: manny what's going on
2: what's up guys so i'm going go a little bit
6: of a different direction. I didn't get to listen to everybody speak just because I have family over and I was in and out. But these are the games and I think I posted this, these are the games where the boneheads that talk about Savonis, am not that I'm ever on in their corner, but like I get it in games like today where it's like these are games where that dude should easily have thirty plus points. And I mean, he had double digit rebounds. I even thought he could have more than that. It's like, I get his unselfishness. I do. He needs to find that balance between being unselfish and getting everyone involved and seeing the games that he should be absolutely dominating on the offensive end and being selfish. Uh, I've heard talk before, like, there's been Kings fans that I've seen out there, and to an extent, I agree, where they're like, for this team to get where they need to get to. Yes, there needs to be changes on the bench and all that good stuff, but Sabonis can't be the second best player. That he, And I see some of that. Like, when I see games like today, I see some of that where it's like, Fox is the man. There needs to be another person that off. That, in my opinion, again, like, and maybe this is just a rash reaction, but where there's another player that will just, instinctively take over and we could still get the same numbers from Sabonis. And I and I truly believe that might be at the end of the day something that uh, that happens while this team is evolving. Maybe that's what happens. They go out and make some crazy move where there's another person that can be that two-row offensively where it takes a little bit more off of Sabonis and you'll see his rebounds go just nuts and he'll still get his 20 points a game you know 25 depending on the night but it drives me crazy to see a game like this where again he should absolutely be dominating there's no one on that other side that should be able to guard him with uh with them beat out like nobody like especially when we're talking about him being an all-star and being a top five center and we're praising the mvp vote and all that like This is a game where he shows that it just wasn't there. I I see him pass the ball out at at absolute layups. Uh, Again, I know he needs to get people involved, but I don't know, Matt. For me, that's a frustrating part of the game.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Liz, what's up?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I understand your point when it comes to Sabonis, but uh, I don't think you've watched enough of Paul Reed and what he does on the defensive end for that team. Um, he's definitely a pest, and they had a great game plan for him. They basically stuffed the paint, and they kept just swiping at the ball and getting Sabonis to turn the ball over, and that's just the kind of night he had. Um, they they game-planned perfectly for him.
6: I get it, Liz, but these are the games where I don't care who's game-planning, when you're an MVP candidate, when you're, a, 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 to me, a easily top-five center in the league, what another team does. I, I understand how do-good is. He's not on Sabonis' level, period. Period. Not nowhere, no how. Maybe in a lucky game, cool, but regardless, like, there's just times that that hesitant, that extra pump fake, that bringing the ball down to his knees before he goes up, like, it it, it shows at times. And again, I'm not, I love the dude. I'm not going to criticize him overall. This is a one-game sample of that, but there's just some times where, like, when you see De'Aaron doesn't have it on, or that he you you gotta be able to just take over. Like, I'm not. no matter what they throw at you, at the end of the day, you're watching the announcers saying, Look at everything they're throwing at them. They're throwing everything in the kitchen sink, it's the sink and they still can't stop them. Like, that's what I want to hear. Like, again, I understand it's not going to happen every night. I get that. Nobody's perfect, but just, you know, it's just frustrating to see sometimes. But again, like, kudos to them for throwing everything at them, swiping, all that good stuff. But it's still frustrating to see among the other things that go on. <laughs> the team because nobody else gets a pass either but it's a little you know it's just a little nitpicking obviously
1: no for sure and while we're nitpicking i will say this mildly frustrating actually not even fresh frustrating at all but i do think De'Aaron fox every now and then i think he forces shots uh he could drive into the paint stop uh they'll form a wall around him and he will do his turnaround fadeaway over three guys which just isn't necessarily a high percentage shot uh but then again sixers defense was on a string so even if he did pass out they would definitely close out really quickly like they did all night so yeah it was a rough night for everybody um thank you manny appreciate you coming through and and hope you're enjoying your family right now ben what's happening
7: hey daddy yeah this is um yeah, it's, these losses—they're just they're big blowouts, and 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 they're, they're getting very ugly. But um, I think just in the big picture, um, I think we can still be pretty okay with with, with what's going on. Like the Kings, uh, since December thirtieth, they've been playing every second night. There's some back-to-back sprinkled in there. Um, we haven't, you know, the, the team looks tired, and you know we we have these good wins, and the team the team, but looks good in these wins, but, and then these losses, they get blown out. And, and I, we're kind of getting a bit of that feeling that the queues getting put in the rack um, a bit early on some of them. And as fans, it's, it's not really something we want to see, but I think just this stretch of games. And then also you've got all this noise happening, the Siakam trade coming up to January 15th when, when trade season is, is completely um, in gear. And I just think just at just a big picture. Um, I think it's, yeah, looking at each each big loss and 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 melting down, that there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And and we are we are um ticking along. Um but yeah, you can you can see there's certain guys who are completely affected by it. Like Harrison Barnes is, is not himself, Herder hasn't been himself, Davion hasn't been himself. And um yeah, yeah, I just felt like last year. Everybody was pushing in the same direction. There was clear roles. You know, everybody knew what they needed to do to stay on the court and I feel like there's going to be moves happening and, um, yeah, guys are just getting yanked all over the place and not really getting uh, time to to fit into their roles. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of at the point where it's just like I I want to see a move now rather than later, Um, but I think – Considering all the shit that's going on and the moves that and, and there's going to be moves happening, I think we're we're in a we're in an okay spot. This this, this loss sucked for sure, um, and yeah, Philly shot great. We turned the ball over. You know the game could have been a bit closer, but you know it is what it is. We move on, and um, yeah, hopefully we see um, some nice moves by Monty and Wes in the next couple of weeks. And um, I posted something the other day. I think after these next three games. Um, So I think, what do we got? Bucks, Suns, and then I think Indiana at home. I think that's the end of our playing every second night stretch. And I think we have like a two-day layover, maybe uh, two days off, maybe even a three or a four days off um, after that next game. So I think as far as a move happening, I think in this next week, coming up to January 15th, I feel like if a move's going to be made, it's probably going to be then when you can integrate somebody um, with all those days off at home. But, um, but yeah, I'll uh, leave it with that. Thanks, guys, and um, have a good night.
1: Thanks, Ben. We appreciate you. Yeah, you know, the thing is, this season, and right now our record is better than it was last season, it's just the vibes are off, right? Uh, last season, I just recall us being so much more competitive. And, yeah, like we've said already, we caught a lot of teams by surprise last season. uh, And now we're the Sacramento Kings with the scouting report. Um, And not to mention the rest of the league has leveled up. There are so many good teams now. So with that and considering that and considering what our record is, you know, I'm okay with it. I just like everybody else do not like these blowout losses. Uh, I'm sure somebody has that stat of how many blowout losses, we have this year compared to last year it feels like we have a lot more um that's all i have to say and i had an earlier exchange with somebody who was shitting on hb like most hb haters do and i was like so what's the issue is he the problem that we're losing which i don't think it is and it was like yeah he's damaging the team and so this is the middle of the, of the third quarter and it's like okay fine He took four threes he missed them all if we took away hb's attempts the king's shooting percentage is up to 27% from 24. So it's like, come on. HP is not the problem here. Uh, And if we're going to talk about him defensively, then we have to talk about uh, Lyles and Keegan and everybody else who could not stop Tobias Harris. So let's quit blaming, you know, our favorite player that you love to hate. I think it's ridiculous. This was a team loss. And not only that, let's give credit to the Sixers. Uh, They were on a string. They beat us like they always do. Um, It is what it is. So you got to give them credit first before we look at ourselves. And that's all I got to say.
2: I mean, not really. I mean, pretty much, you know, we just kind of have to wait and see how this team continues to progress uh, as the season goes on. And, um, you know, this is, this is kind of the, you know, I get, Everyone kind of wants, you know, Fox and Sabonis and the All-Star games and Week and all that stuff. Personally, i just rather have them home resting, be with their families, do what they got to do. Because, again, I just think the All-Star game has kind of, you know, played itself out. It's not really, like, fun. Like, it's cool to represent or whatever. And I get, they get the extra money and stuff and they can get bonuses and contracts and all that stuff. But it just, I would rather have that rest and everything um, when it comes towards the end of the season. But, yeah, I mean, we just have to wait and see what this team does um whether we see some new faces on this team come the trade deadline or you know whether it's kind of the same thing um but again you know we kind of ran back the same same team this year same team after the trade deadline pretty much and you know they went on a little run to end the season so again this is a process it's not going to happen overnight um but I do trust Monty's abilities and you know what he can do and he's not going to make a move just to make a move Um, he's only going to make a move if it makes sense for the team and if only it benefits the future
0: yeah like I, I won't – I believe in this team. Um, I do think that they're going to figure it out. I'm um, not just going to give up, you know, on this team. It's – again, it's so weird, like, Kings fans being so upset about, like, you know, losses like this. We're still, like, what, eight games over 500 and everything. Um, like, and the King, like, you know, the Kings have been bad for almost 20 years, and then they get good one year, and then the second year, people just are, like, throwing tantrums and going, like – I can't believe this like trade everybody on this team like no you need patience and you need you know belief in the team and you can't just you know give up because we lose a couple games that we're supposed to win or whatever you believe so yeah um you know stick by this team um like I said I believe in the team. I, I believe they will figure out Monty will do the right things. Mike Brown will do um, the right things as well. The team itself, the players, it's not like they're losing these games on purpose to, like, win money or something. Like, that's not the case. So I know they, um players are even more upset because this is actually their livelihood and, you know, it's their job and everything. So, of course, um, they want to win. So, yeah, just, you know, keep supporting this team because, you know, these, this is what the players deserve.
1: And before we go, for all the Kings media junkies, I know a few of you love listening to any good news about the Kings. Uh, shout out Alex Soups and Matt Isa. Uh, their podcast, The Media Pass, I think it's called. They had an episode talking about the top ten combo cards, and they both made a list. And yeah, they give so much monk. Uh, they give so much love to Malik Monk. Um, he was ranked number two, only behind only behind Tyrese Maxey, which I think is fair. So, yeah, check that out if you get a chance. Uh, I've been meaning to do a little quote video and all that, but I haven't had time. Uh, But definitely check that out. Malik Monk, top 10 combo guard. Uh, Yeah, it was a wonderful listen. I will say that.
2: Yeah, I do. Um, I wanted to bring this up real quick. I actually listened to, uh, there was a clip on uh, Sports 1140 um, with Jason Ross. Uh, Katie Christensen did like a quick little, you know, call in with them. I believe it was on Wednesday. Um, it's actually a really good, it's like four, like 15 minutes. Um, but basically she kind of gives insight. Uh, she, I guess she was sitting in on the film, you know, study with the team and, you know, people kind of questioning Mike Brown's rotations and, you know, him just not being consistent with certain players and things like that. She kind of gave some insight into that and, you know, kind of why that is, she's just, you know, they're looking for, you know, consistent players and things like that. But if guys, you know, kind of get bumped out of the rotation, you know, and they have to go in during like garbage time um, and they play well, they definitely kind of earn their way back into the rotation. And then she kind of also said that, um, you know, in regards to like certain players not playing, you know, going from, you know, starting to not playing some games, they know, they know going into these games, it's not like they don't know, um, you know, all, all of a sudden they're just getting benched and there's no explanation. She basically said that, you know, uh, Mike Brown is a very uh, you know open communicator he lets his guys know uh, you know what's going on and things like that so it was a really great interview um, if you guys check that out I believe it's on sports 1140 uh, you can go on the app and then probably find the clip uh, but it was this past Wednesday
8: just to add I guess that's all, that's all really cool uh, but to add I think part of the reason um, I've noticed you know we've talked about like how a lot of fans feel a lot more annoyed this season than last season I think part of that's just because in last season there wasn't expect we didn't expect the team to be a top three team right people had like uh expectation they might be able to crack the playoffs but we didn't think they'd be as good as they were and it took till like january really for like almost for the vast majority of fans to accept that yeah no we really were that good because we have a few bad games and things like that like that. And I think that part that's part of what's happening is that people are getting used to now having expectations. And though I think yeah the team's fine, I think they do a great I see it as like your response matters more than um you know, you lose a game, how do you respond to the next game to me it tells you more about what a team is in the regular season than like just individual game scores that way or this way. Um so yeah, so I I think the teams in a good spot, but I think that's where you get a lot of that weird fresh, weird vibes right now. I think a lot of that will fix itself out as the season goes on. But I like I always throw say. that out
1: there. <laughs> Thank you, David. No problem. Like I said before, take your losses as well as you take your wins. Period. I know we love the wins, but the, if this is a 600 team, the math ain't nothing. We are going to lose four times out of 10. Sometimes we're going to be 500 at times. So get used to it. I'm not saying get used to tanking, get used to a whole bunch of losses. I'm just saying we're going to lose every now and then. These teams are good, so and this league is tough. So it's going to happen every now and then, like tonight. And yeah, brace yourself. Playoffs are going to be crazy. I'm already thinking, like, damn, it's very possible that we get bounced in the first round. Milwaukee, who won a championship, a few years prior to their championship, they would get bounced in the first round when they were, like, the number one seed. So it happens, and you need to prepare yourself for that. And I always talk about Coach Close, Corey Close, and and the UCLA women's basketball team. But they have this thing where during the game, they have these routines within themselves that they call resets where they don't get too high and don't get too low and they stay neutral. And so today, and you need to figure this out for yourself, what is your reset and what do you tell yourself to get yourself at a neutral point? You know, Because I know for me, when I get high and – I'm super confident about this team. And this is like after the Charlotte Hornets uh, victory. It's like, well, hold on. I got to reset myself and become neutral because we all know if you get too high losses like like these are going to devastate you. So find your reset, whether it's just rationalizing things and knowing that, you know, we have some talent on this team, but we're not that deep when you think about it, when it comes to playing against elite teams, I think about it realistically. Uh, I'm just happy that we're not in the vomit game era anymore. I'm happy that Luke Walton's not my coach. And so that brings my spirits up and I remain neutral. Naima, do you have a, a reset routine for yourself to to keep you neutral?
0: Um, I, I mean, I just try to put things in perspective. Like you said, um, don't get too high about losses. I mean, don't get too high about wins and don't get too low about losses. Just like, um like keeping things in perspective and not if something bad happens in my day just understand hey like this isn't forever like i'm not gonna feel this way forever and then like when something good happens like enjoy that moment and everything but understand like there's gonna come a point where um things go back to normal and things like that i do want to mention about the kings and everything like our the king's record right now is 23 and 15 and that's like around like what each um like team is at like we're like two games um like above some teams and two games below some teams like in the western conference we're like three games from um what is it called second place third place something like that so the way that kings fans react like to these losses i'm like you do realize it's just the nba is just extremely competitive um that's why we're losing games is just because there's just a bunch of good teams Um, And we're going to lose some of those and we're going to win some of those. So um, I think that's what's hard for some of the Kings fans to understand. But for the most part, everyone here, they don't really like react like crazy, like some Warriors fans and some Lakers fans and things like that. But yeah, just keep that in perspective. Like look at the standings and you can just see like it's pretty, it makes sense where the Kings are and how they're doing against their competition and, where other teams are as well.
1: Right on, Naima. And Elizabeth, what's your reset?
2: I mean kind of the same thing. I just, you know, I it's a process. Um, you know, this these championship teams don't, you know, make themselves overnight. Uh it takes a while to kind of figure out the right pieces. um, figure out this, you know, the recipe and things like that. Uh or else, you know, a lot more teams would be winning championships um than kind of the consistent, you know, Lakers, Boston, you know, things like that. So I just, you know, take it in perspective, also remember that, you know, we were in basketball purgatory for, you know, 20 plus years. Um, We were watching nine game losing streaks, you know, multiple times a season. You know, we had the puke gate, you know, Luke Walton, you know, Buddy Heald bouncing it off his foot constantly. So, yeah, I just try to remember that, you know, this team is different. Um, they are heading in the right direction. They finally have the foundational pieces in order to become, you know, potentially a contending team. Um, but yeah, they just, you know, it takes one day at a time. And, you know, again, it's not going to happen overnight. We're all, only, you know, a couple of years into this, you know, actual start of, you know, building something special.
4: All three of you uh, have said just perspective, you know, this is something it's, at the end of the day it's entertainment. It's It's a hobby to have a sports team, to root for a team, to root for players. You know, so while, yeah, it's fine to take your hobbies to heart and, you know, be passionate about them, it's also not a hobby that makes and breaks us. So, you know, I just had to learn that um, these losses don't always, I mean, as much as I like to think they do, like, just on a realistic basis, they don't alter my day, you know, any more better, any worse than my regular life situation might, you know, the Kings could win by 30, but I could be having the worst day of my life. And then they could lose by 40 and I could, outside of that, it could be everything else could be going in my favor. So that's just kind of my outlook on it. The entire, you know, it's not the entire, uh, it's not my whole life, you know, as much as I like to think so. Yeah.
1: I hope not. not, You know what I mean? You know. Uh,
4: is not and I uh, get
1: it though i I do get it sports are fun especially when your team wins uh, you know I am on top of the world for at least half an hour and we all know when we win you know you could look at uh, Grant torino or, or or my our pages on instagram and and we're constantly retweeting every dope stat or piece about the game or piece of art that we see after a win so if I miss something I know Torino's going to find it and vice versa so it's funny that way, but yeah, thank you for sharing that, it, you, especially your reset, Torino. Uh, Ty, uh, being a Pels fan and in, in, uh, in the number one Kings fan, what's your reset uh, so you don't get too high or too low?
9: Shit, I was going to say, I'm trying to be like Turismo, man, because right now, Pelican games are really dictating the way I feel. I can't <laughs> lie. like I, this is, That's the main reason why I'm even in this fucking space. I can't lie. Fuck Willie Green is a terrorist. Also, Elizabeth. Uh, I want to agree with you on uh, Luke Warden. uh, Fuck him. He's an absolute terrorist himself. But um, reset to not be too hard is that again this is a team which was consistently shit on and I was definitely a part of one of those people would be like, oh it's the Kings. Like No one gives a fuck about them. And now you guys have pulled yourself out of that reputation to, oh now it's the Kings. Like fuck, we've actually got to play them and teams are consistently scared of playing you guys so i feel like that's going to not be as hard on and at the end of the day making a trade for Sabonis and being this successful so quickly i feel like that's a reward within itself because we see so many times teams trading for all-star caliber players and they ever do nothing or somehow they get worse. There's definitely been trades where they trade for an all-star player and they get worse. And yet you guys have elevated very quickly. And record-wise, technically, you guys are better than you were last year. So it might not feel that way. But you guys are still on the right path and the right trajectory. Now, I know that you know some moves are going to want to be made. I feel like that's with everyone and every team. But you know that's just the way being a fan of sports is. Sometimes you're gonna love your team, and sometimes you're gonna wish that you didn't exist. So you just kind of got to roll with it.
1: I love it, Ty. Thank you for that, and and, and I do hope your Pelicans are doing well. And, and I will say this: the cool thing about the Sixers is, is that okay? We all know nine times out of ten times, when it comes to the East Coast teams, I'm rooting for the Heat, and you guys already know the reason if you follow me. However, if the Sixers happen to go to the finals, I will be rooting for them. Of course, unless it's against the Kings, but yeah, it'll be cool to see Bobby Jackson get a ring in Rico as well. That'll be super dope. So I just want to get, say that. Um, and I love it guys. Uh, tweet us like, I want to know what your reset is, uh, you know, to keep you neutral. And, and not getting too low or too high. I, I think it's interesting. I know this sounds like some fucking therapy group. I feel like I'm at uh, CARM's um, therapy group for grieving in, in the bear. You know what I mean? Uh, that's what it feels like. And and not to make light of that, we all know uh, situations like that are hard, but that is a fictional show, so don't cancel me. I'm not being crass. Uh, but yeah, tweet us. I, I want to know. Also, not tonight or or, or not right now, but we actually have a discord. I would love for you guys to join. Um, I'm going to convince Liz and Naima to, to put up content there. Um, I don't know, just to start the community over there for whatever reason. uh, Why not? And I will say this being a fan of a shitty team, a poverty franchise to me, it just made me want to learn more about basketball. You know what I mean? Because when you're a fan of like a great team, that's kicking ass and winning chips all the time. You're just like, hooray, we're winning, and you just don't think about the game of basketball. But when you're a fan of a losing team, for me, it just made me want to find out, well, why are we losing? So you start learning about uh, defensive schemes and and what teams should do and how they should close out, how they should peel switch or uh, should they do drop coverage in certain times um, and what a really good screen and rescreen looks like. And just rotations and all that. Uh, and then you start getting into draft Twitter because you're always looking at tankathon and you learn more about the game that way and how players need to develop. So to me, and I'm, dude, my basketball journey, I'm still in, in, an infant compared to so many of the experts that I admire out there. But it's like, to me, the more you learn about the game, uh, the less these losses hurt because you just start to know why and you start to figure it out. I'm serious. It, it's a beautiful thing. So yeah, unfortunately, it's like I only read when I go to sleep. So so I'm like literally working on uh, a book right now that's taking me uh, more time than I needed it to be, but whatever. You guys are the best. Uh, we appreciate you. Enjoy your Friday night. Uh, Liz, Naima, any last words?
0: Thankful you guys always come through. I love our little community. It's not crazy. Like we don't get you know, too crazy on here and everything. And I do appreciate everyone coming through. You guys have a good rest of your Friday.
1: And then shout out, uh, brand Zoom and, and John, they, they, uh, tweeted their resets. Brand Zuno said, my sleep is, uh, my reset is sleep 100. <laughs> and then John Kelly, he said, uh, you know, I just remember that it's a long season. It's all about the long game, which is something that we say here all the time. Um, Liz, any, any last words?
2: I will say, um, I mean, these losses happen. Look at Boston. They're one of like the championship contending teams they got their ass with last night by like 50 points. So these types of nights um, do happen, unfortunately, in the NBA. And also, real quick, um, I do want to say, uh, fuck Chicago. The fact that they booed um, Jerry Krause's uh, widow um, during the ring ceremony, that's just absolutely disgusting. Those fans are terrible. Um, so yeah, fuck Chicago.
1: <laughs> right on. All right, y'all are the best. Uh... Good day, good night, and light the beam.